Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. As I mentioned, I'm going to share with you. We're going to come back to some worship and some communion. I, I just need one thing from you tonight, and that is I need your energy. Um, I know on, on nights like this, sometimes we can, our brains and things can go to other places. And, and so I, I need your amens. I need your, come on, I'll take some of that. Mm-hmm, that sounds good. So I need some of that tonight because I feel like that will help me get across to you what exactly it is that that God wants to, to say to you. So um, as the saying goes, out with the old and in with the new. And it's, it's always kind of a, a, a weird thing when the holidays always fall kind of on the weekends and on the Sundays. So uh, we were just asking God and talking about uh, how we should do our schedule. We just felt strongly that we wanted to give you all time with your family on Christmas Day and New Year's Day, but we wanted to make sure that we were together on Christmas Eve because um, this, might be the, this might be the thing you need to hear to propel you into your 2023. So we're going to close the book and we're going to open the book on what God has for, for, for next year. And I said this, but, but I, I want to reiterate this. God is not restricted to our calendar. But God does move in the way we look at things, and it, it's, an, uh, it's an opportunity for a new season. But here's what I've noticed over the years, that when we end a year, we always have a theme for the year. Our, our theme for this past year was just, uh, just seeing the glory of God. And it doesn't mean it stops at midnight. What I've noticed most of the time is it has a rollover and carryover, and you usually see more of that carrying over into the next year than you might have even seen in, in that year. And, and so... Uh, Usually, as we end up the summer and go into the fall, God just starts speaking to me about the next year. I have a tendency to look ahead. My wife has to always pull me back in the moment, but he always just lays uh, an idea or a theme on my heart, and we decide if we just want to say it like I feel it, or if we need to say it a little more creative, or how we need to say it. And so what I have to share with you about, about your next year is just simply how God said it to me. But here's what I believe is this is not just a message I study out. I believe I would use this word that this is prophetic for you. Prophetic is when God calls something in the future and, and tells you about it now so you can get ready for it. And so I'm just going to, in a moment, I'm not going to give a lot of fanfare. We're going to close the book to 22, and I want to open the book in your life to a brand new season. So my wife's like, what are you going to say before you get to it? I don't have a banner to drop. I don't have a smoke machine to go off right now. I'm just going to tell you flat out what God says, but, but I want you to jumpstart your 2023 by being excited when I say this. Even if it doesn't sound excited, you act excited because that's stirring your faith up, okay? Because when I get done explaining this to you and talking about it over the next few weeks, you, you're going to realize how important this is, okay? So how many of you want to know just what God told me to prophetically say to you for 2023? Well, before I do that, I want to read you a scripture. This is how the book of Psalms, this is chapter 16, this is verse 11. And I just said, God, just give, give, give me, give me a, a good scripture for, for what I want to say to you. And this is verse 11, Psalm 16. And, and this is what it says. You make known to me the path of life. God wants you to know what's on your path. He wants you to know what's coming up. So it says, you have made known to me the path of life and you will fill me with what? 
say that again, you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. This is what God told me to tell you. Let's get right to it. It's going to be a joyful 23. A joyful 23. I have a little cheesy saying, so I want you to repeat this after me. Joyful 23, it's God's plan for you and for me. <laughs> Told you it was cheesy, but it sounds good, right? Uh, but be, I, I got to stop right here. We put that out there. It was exciting. But immediately, I know what everyone's mind goes to and what our thoughts go to or what they potentially could go to. And it's just this thought of, well, you don't know my situation. You don't know my particular challenges. You don't know what's going on around me. And you're talking about something joyful. Hey, the world we're living in right now is crazy. Have y'all noticed? People have gone crazy. And I'll just tell you this, they're gonna go a little bit more crazier before it's all said and done. But here's what I know, the church is getting better and better. The church is getting stronger and stronger and I feel smarter every day. Every time I watch the news, I'm like, I feel a little bit smarter. Anyone else with me? Aren't you glad you know God in this season? No, no matter what they're talking about, prophesying, dealing with, God's got a, a great season for you. But here, here's the deal. We have this tendency when we talk about joy is to connect it with this word called happy. We connect joy with happy or joyful with, with happiness. And here's the deal. Joy isn't a feeling. You can disconnect a feeling from joy. It creates feelings but it's so much more grander than that. It's so much more bigger than that. Matter of fact, here, here's, here's, here's what the word happy means. Happy means this, that you're favored by some type of fortune. What, what that means basically is something is happening in your favor. Something is happening in your direction. Something is happening for your good so you feel happy. It has everything to do with what's happening for you. But what, what if something starts happening against you? What if something starts happening that's not how you want it to happen or you, it's not how you want it to occur? See, happiness depends on something working out in your favor. Joy has nothing to do with that. Are you hearing me? So the thought you just had, well, you don't know what's going on in my life. You don't know what all hasn't gone right in 2022. You don't know what feelings I'm dealing with. You know what job situation, you know what health crisis I'm dealing with. You got to detach Feelings and situations and challenges from joy. Because joy and happiness are two different things. Uh, God's all right with you being happy, but he would much rather you be joyful. So that's what happiness is, but I, I want to explain to you what joy is. Um, joy is from a Greek noun. Some people would maybe pronounce it chara or kara, and I'll get to why that's so important in a moment, that, that little noun in the Greek where we get the word joy from. It describes something that's going on on the inside, not something going on on the outside. What's happening on the inside affects what's happening on the outside. It's an inner gladness. It's an inner delight. It's an inside rejoicing. So when we get to the New Testament, you hear words like chara or kara or charis or cheris. That's the word for grace. So what is joy? Joy is, it's part of your gift 
uh, it's part of the gift of salvation. It is a gift to you. So what does God want to do in your life? He wants to gift you with a joyful 23. Well, how, many know, how many have come to learn how big grace is, how important grace is? Well, joy is from the same root word as the word grace. It's a grace gift. It is an empowering gift. The word chara or the, the noun. It, so I wrote this down. I just want you to get this. You might want to get the tattoo. Keep recognizing grace this year. Keep recognizing... So what's grace? Grace is the goodness of God. It's the unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor of God. It's when a superior takes a liking to an inferior and he's just, you realize that God's a good God. If he's a good God, then he does good things. Grace is the goodness of God. Wrapped up in the goodness of God is, guess what? Joy. That's why I said, I think what God wants is you to be joyful uh, it's not that he doesn't want you to be happy, but he knows being joyful is more important than being happy because happy has to do with everything going in, in your favor. Your hair's looking good. Your outfit's looking good. Your bank account's doing all right. Things are going well for you. But what happens when any of that stuff gets challenged, you might lose some happiness, but you don't have to lose your grace or your chara. And let me just say this to you, whatever, whatever season that you're going into or stepping into, God's grace is on that season. He wouldn't let you walk through a season where he wouldn't also empower you with his grace. If your kids are going from smaller children into the teen years and you're like, oh my gosh, well, guess what? There's a grace on you for those years. If you're dealing with something with relationships or physical or people, whatever, God's grace, his presence or his goodness goes with you in whatever season. And if his grace is going to go with you, I want to prophesy this to you, that there'll be his joy right there with his grace. Because it's the same thing. When you think about the goodness of God, you have to think about the joy of the Lord. Now, here, here, here's how this works, though. Joy is not a substitute. Like you're having a bad situation, so what God does is he substitutes some joy for you and takes away a situation. It's not a substitution. It's not substitutional, it's transformational. It's empowering. So no matter what, how many in, in 2022 face some things you didn't expect, you didn't want? You weren't, you didn't pencil it in on your day timer. It, it wasn't on your to-do list, but some things came, or maybe some things didn't work out like you thought. You had some good things, but there were some challenges. We all had those this year. And there, there'll probably be a few of those in your 2023. But here's what you got to know. No matter what challenge, what, what, what comes against you, what doesn't work out how you thought, whatever, I want you to know that the grace and the goodness and the joy of God's going to be right there with you, and it's not just some substitute feeling for having a bad hair day, it's empowering, it's transformational, it's your strength, it's your grace. So it would be true to say God doesn't necessarily, he's not obsessed with your happiness, but he's obsessed with your joy. Actually, I'll take it a step further. I'm not sure he's obsessed with your joy because he didn't say, tell him it's going to be the year of joy. He said, tell him it's going to be a joyful 23. So there's a difference between happiness and joy, and there's a difference between joy and joy full. Y'all get that? It's a difference between a little bit of joy and fullness of joy. 
John chapter 15, verse, isn't that good? Yeah, it, this has been stirring in me here for a couple weeks. We, we, we close everything down for between Christmas and, and, and New Year's. And every time I thought about tonight, this just stirred in me. This joyful declaration. In John chapter 15, um, Jesus said this. He said, I've told you these things. Now, when you see that in the Bible, you need to stop and say, what are these things? So what you would do in that case is you've got to go back to the verses that precede verse 11 to find out what those things are. I'll just tell you what they are. You can read them later. Here's what he's talking about. I love how the Passion Bible says, here's what those things are. It's those who are in life union with Christ. It's talking about being uh, in life union with him, abiding in him, those who are abiding in him, remaining in him, staying strong, staying steady, staying constant in his presence, in his word. For those, look what the verse says, I've told you about staying in life union uh, with me that my joy and my delight might be what? In you. So there's a connection here between us staying in the presence of God and in the things of God and his, his joy and his delight in us. Now, let me stop there because we're using this word grace. Can we bring this down just a, a little bit? Thank you. Uh, so when we're using this word grace, here's what we have to understand. It's not just your joy. The scripture clearly says it's his joy. It's his delight that will be in you. Now, let's read on. And that your joy. Now, so he's going to give us his joy so that our joy would be what? Full measure. Look what it says. And that your joy and your gladness may be full, uh, full measure and complete, and it would over what? Flow. So he is not going to supply you with uh, just barely get by just barely make it amount of joy to get you through your problems, your challenges, and your opportunities in 23. He's actually going to give you his joy and his delight so much so that it causes your joy to guess what? Overflow. I will dare you with this. You cannot contain his joy and his goodness and his delight. It will have to overflow with, out of you when you're connecting with it, when you're recognizing it, when, when your eyes are on it. So here's the deal. I want to say this like I wrote it down. Joy is just keeping your eyes on Jesus, not the junk that's going on. Did y'all get that? Joy is just keeping your eyes on Jesus this year, not all the junk going on around you or at you or in the world that we're in. If, you are getting, if your eyes are too much on what's going on, guess what? You're going to, your joy is going to be challenged. But keep your eyes on him. How many like to go through 23? Once again, I'm not talking about feelings of happiness. I'm talking about a supernatural joy, which is the joy that Jesus has. What Jesus says, I want to give you my joy. And if I give you my joy, it's going to overflow and it's going to make you full a full measure. If you let that happen this year, you will have more friends because it's contagious. Like no one likes me. We'll get full of joy and you'll get some friends. You won't be so lonely. Amen. So a joyful 23. So I was thinking about that. How do we know when we're full of joy? How, how, do, I, how do you know right now how full of joy you might be? Or what, what's your joy gauge? 
We can think of lots of things. Things are going good. I like to laugh. But, but what, how, how do you look? Like in, a, in your car, you look at the gauges. You know how much fuel's there. You know your oil pressure. You know your tire pressure. You know all these things by looking at the screen, looking at the gauges. I, I want to give you a few gauges so you can look and see how full of joy you are right now and how you can make sure that joy is on full this year. But, but listen to this quote. This was, this was Billy Sunday. He said, if you are lacking joy, your religion has a leak. If you lack joy, your religion has sprung a leak. And by religion, I'm not talking about tradition. I'm talking about your walk, your relationship with Christ. If you're lacking joy, then guess what? You have sprung a leak in your walk with Christ. Because he said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, these things, he said, I will give you, what, overflowing joy. So we shouldn't be leaking. We should be what? Overflowing. Look at someone say, um, you're leaking. So here you go. Three signs that you're joyful or not. Number one, number one sign is if you're full of joy, then guess what? You will be full of gratitude. You will be full of gratitude. Everyone say gratitude. Now, we've taught on gratitude before, but I'm just telling you, this is how you can tell right here, right now, tonight, how joyful you are. And this will tell you when you're getting full of supernatural joy, guess what will overflow in your life? Gratitude. Look at someone say, gratitude needs to become your new attitude. How, how do you really know? Because we're always like, I'm, I'm thankful, I'm grateful, but how do you really, 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 really know if you're full of gratitude or if you're grateful? It's very simple. What are you thinking about? That's how you know. What things are you thinking on? Have you ever just had one of those, just, you just start thinking about how good God is, how grateful you are, how, just how, just so thankful. But then have you ever had a pity party for yourself? Well, this isn't going right, and this didn't work out, and they didn't notice my new haircut, and they didn't do this, and that's not God. If you're really God, how many, don't raise your hand, but we can have pity, par pity parties just very similar to having a gratitude moment, but to be really, really grateful, because here, here, here's the deal. Gratitude is really you remembering what God did in your yesterday. It's you. It, it's, it's gratitude focuses on everything that God did for you in the past. It's really what it is. It's you remembering and reflecting on what God has done in the past. Because here's, here's what gratitude lets you do. It lets you take yesterday's memories and turn them into today's praise. It allows you to turn yesterday's memories of gratefulness and gratitude and it turns them into praise in the here and now or tomorrow. If you came in here tonight and you had no expectancy that God might do something amazing in your 23, you could still praise him all evening long for everything he has done leading up to your 22. The Bible says something over and over and over and over, and I know it's talking to me. There's this one word, 
Sometimes it's phrased a little bit differently, but it often says, remember, remember, or it'll say it this way, don't forget, don't forget to remember. Sometimes I just, I don't remember. I'm always like, I told you that like 12 minutes ago. I'm like, I don't remember. I don't remember you saying that. But how many know we can get forgetful? When a challenge comes, when an unexpectancy comes, when something's not going right, when we're not understanding what's going on in the world around us, we can get forgetful about who God is and what God has done. But I just want you to know, when you are full of joy, you're also full of gratitude. Because gratitude remembers what he did yesterday. It, 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 the reason why it's so remembered yesterday, because God's the same yesterday. He'll be the same right now at midnight tonight for 2022 going into 23, and he'll be the same in 23. If he was a good God then, he'll be a good God tonight, and he'll be a good God next year. If he was a healer yesterday, he'll be a healer tomorrow. If he was a provider yesterday, he'll be provision tomorrow. If he was a God of victory and breakthrough back then, he's a God of victory and breakthrough tomorrow. He does not change like the wind. He does not change like culture. He does not have to change. He is God and he is consistent. So if we're going to be grateful for yesterday, it's going to bring our praise until tomorrow. So one way that we know that we are full of joy or not is how grateful we are. Here's the second sign that you're full of joy is if you are full of enthusiasm. Everyone say enthusiasm. This, this, is, this is just as important as gratitude because our word joy basically means enthusiasm. It's taken from uh, the Greek and the Latin, which basically is this little word entheos, which basically means this, to be God-inspired or to have God in. How many know if God is in you and if God is involved, then guess what? We should have some enthusiasm. Even if whatever you might be going through, whatever's happening around you, whatever's going on in our crazy culture, we should have some joy and some enthusiasm because as long as God's in us, guess what? God's involved. In your trial right now, in your challenge right now, in, maybe you're in a season of change or whatever is going on, you should have some enthusiasm if God's involved. Because anything God's involved in is always subject to be altered and to be changed. Isn't that good? It means God in or God inspired. So how full of joy you are, how joyful you are, depends, we can, we can check your gauges, how much gratitude is there and how much enthusiasm is there. Come on, don't you like being around those people who have some gratitude and some enthusiasm? I mean, just love, I, some of you can't wait tonight to go hang out with some down, depressed, low down, just giving up people, right? I mean, can't wait to hang out with them. No one's ever said, you know, they're the life of the party, right? It's the person who has some enthusiasm, right? Some energy about them, some passion about them, some purpose about them. Just listen to this. Y'all doing all right? Now, if you're sitting here and you say, man, I, I, I hate to admit it, but my, my gratitude gauge is low. We don't often like to admit that. But sometimes it, 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 it's just as important to admit if our enthusiasm gets, and I'm not talking about just feelings, not just I'm happy. 
because things are working out. I got that raise. I got that promotion. I'm happy. I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about a sustainable, maintainable, supernatural joy that actually is from Jesus. And it's the power of grace. Remember Paul? Paul prayed, take this away. Take this away. And what was his response? I'll just give you more grace. You have more grace than you need. In other words, when everything else comes at you, grace floods the banks. Floods the banks. How many have experienced the power of grace? Not just to save you when you were a dirty sinner, but to empower you, to sustain you, to give you victory. Some of you are trying to get victory that you're never going to get because it's a grace thing and it can only come from Jesus and you just need to receive it. You'll never be good enough or perfect enough. Come on, somebody. It, it's, it, it's a salvation gift. Joy's in your salvation packet. When you came to Jesus, you got your salvation packet. Maybe no one oriented it to oriented you to it, but guess what's in your salvation packet? Joy. Grace. Some enthusiasm about life. Well, I guess, you know, the, the government and well, God's bigger than the government. The government's on his shoulders. Come on, somebody. Come on. So when we talk about this word enthusiasm, it, it means an inside job. So when you have enthusiasm, now listen to this. It, it, it's connected to smiles and laughter. Look at somebody. Look at them deep in the eyes and go, ha, ha, ha. Well, you're not laughing at them. You're laughing with them. Listen, every time you laugh, I'm talking about Holy Spirit, joyful laughter. Every time you laugh, there's some amazing things that happen. Um, laughter is jogging on the inside. Y'all ever jog? Remember like 20 years ago, you tried it out once? Well, when you get jogging, what happens? Things are moving, right? Laughter is jogging on the inside. It is the movement of organs. The respiratory system is enhanced. They actually say, they, they've proven, science has proven, when you have enthusiasm and you have joy or laughter, it, it actually, um, it, it, it kills cancer cells. It'll kill diseases. Proverbs 17.22. I don't have it on the screen. But it says, a joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to not just your soul, but your body. So here's my, here's my um, Dr. Aaron. Take your meds. I'm not telling you not to take your meds. I'm saying take your meds, but take you a little Proverbs 17. It says a joyful, cheerful heart. It's medicine. Enthusiasm is medicine. Enthusiasm about what God's up to, what God's going to do. Enthusiasm about what God's done. Enthusiasm about who's on your side. Enthusiasm about all heaven is behind you. Some enthusiasm in your life is like medicine to your soul, to your thinker, and actually to your physical body. 
So if you are having a joyful 23, you're going to be healthier than you've ever been before. Have you ever, anyone ever been in, in a, a charismatic service and heard people laugh? I, I'll tell you this story. Um, I'll probably, I've been around here long enough, you've heard all my stories. I'll just make them a little better every time I tell them now. Um, I, I remember being at, 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 in this service one time, this camp, and, and laughter's breaking out all over this building. People are just laughing in the Holy Spirit and laughing. And, and, and I, I, my first check was like, Eh, what's going on here? A little suspicious at first, right? Because I'm, I'm just, I, I'm a firm believer. I want a pure move of God, not a bunch of flesh, but sometimes flesh happens. And I'm watching just pockets all over this room, you know, just breaking out in this laughter. And in the natural, I'm thinking, what, what, all right, who did what? What's so funny? But I started realizing and recognizing, you know, that just some of the people I knew that just broke out in laughter. And I stepped back before I said anything. I said, okay, God, what's happening? What's happening in this room right now? And here's what God spoke to me. I can remember it as clear as that moment. He said, I'm letting them laugh at what the devil tried to do in their life. I'm going to say that again. You got to think about that. God says, I'm letting them laugh at what the devil tried to do in their life. You might need to allow God to let you laugh at what the devil tried to do. He tried to ruin your marriage. He tried to ruin your health. He tried to destroy your future. He tried to destroy your finances. He tried to destroy areas of your life. He tried to take you out. He tried, he tried to take you, keep you in addiction. He tried to keep you off path. He tried to, but guess what? If God is for you, Come on. How about we practice right now? I want you to think about where you could be or think about what the devil's done in your life. Some of you he has messed with, he's abused, he has stolen from you, he has messed with your feelings, your heart, your emotion, he's messing with your marriage, he's messing with things. I want you to think about that right now and do the opposite of what you want to do. Because here's what we want to do, complain. Oh, put me on the perch, help, oh, pastor. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I got to tell you. All right, tell me. Let's get over it. Let's move on, right? But I want you to think about the thing that's restrained you, restricted you, kept you back in 22. The thing that you're fighting against what God says about you. I want you to think about that thing right now, and we're going to practice. Everybody got it? Yeah. Nod at me when you got it. Just, just not let me know when you got it, all right? We're going to do this. It's not that hard. I'm going to go one, two, three, and we're going to go ha, ha, ha. Ready? One, two, three. Ha, 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 ha. We're going to keep doing it, okay? Ha, 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 but man, ha, ha, ha on the devil. Why? Because you are not where you used to be. If it wasn't for the goodness and grace of God, you wouldn't be here December 31st, 2022. You'd be, so, you'd be somewhere else messed up on something else. Come on. Come on. Ha, 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 ha. God, you can't have my husband. Ha, ha, ha. You can't have my wife. Ha, ha, ha. You can't have my kids. Ha, ha, ha. You can't have my money. Ha, you can't have my health. Ha, 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 ha.
I get it. I know what you're saying. When you're just saying it, yeah, we just did it by faith. We just did it by faith. That was a faith laugh. And sometimes you got to look in the mirror and just do it by faith. <laughs> Amen. All right, so our signs are gratitude, enthusiasm. Here's the other sign, that you're full of anticipation. You're full of anticipation. So now think about this. What does gratitude do? It, it, it identifies what God did in your yesterday. Enthusiasm is identifying what God's doing right now, but you can't do without anticipation because if you have anticipation, you are expecting God to do something in your tomorrow. It's the opposite of dread. It's the opposite of worry. It looks ahead to God's involvement in your future and allows you to project your faith forward. You, you should have some joy just knowing that God's in your tomorrow. He's actually already been in your tomorrow. He's got the t-shirt to prove it. He's been there. He knows what's coming. There's provision for tomorrow. You know what provision is? It's provision. Whatever your vision is for tomorrow, God is behind it. He is provision for your tomorrow. He's provision for your finances. He's provision for your healing. He's provision for your restoration. He's provision for your joy. He's provision for your peace. He's provision for your hope. So your gauge, is your gratitude low? Is your enthusiasm low? Is your anticipation? If they're low, guess what? God wants to do. He wants to download you, impart to you his supernatural joy. And you know that you're full of joy when you are living full of, guess what? Gratitude, enthusiasm, and anticipation. Even if you've come up against a challenge, a hardship, an unexpected um, um, obstacle, a bad neighbor, a rough school year, a rough situation at work, no matter all of that, does not have to delete or deplete your gauge of joy. Because you're anticipating, think about this, if you're anticipating, you say, what am I anticipating? What are you believing for? What promise are you standing on? Well, I've been standing on this promise. I've been believing for this. Then you should be in anticipation mode. Y'all remember back in the day, the ketchup commercial, anticipate, remember that? When you hit the, and it's common anticipation. I can't remember how that goes. Did I sing that right? Anticipation is making me wait. Yeah. If God said it, you say, well, it hasn't happened yet. Well, then you're, you're one afternoon closer. You're one day closer. You're one moment nearer. Because it'll, it'll affect what you believe, it'll affect what you know, it will affect um, how you treat people, it will affect what happens around you, what happens to you. Now, th listen to this. There's an absolute extreme difference between Old Testament joy and New Testament joy. Study it out. There's an extreme difference. Um, in the Old Testament, joy means this. God proved himself, showed himself gave a victory, did a breakthrough, won a battle, and Old Testament joy means this. It means to jump up and down and spin around celebrating what God just did. How many know that's proper? God did something, I'm going to be excited. Yeah, okay, it's like you being at the ball game. If you're a Ravens fan, it's going to be hard, but a Steeler fan, you can picture this. 
If you're Mountaineer fans, it's going to be really hard. But your team crosses the goal line, and guess what? Touchdown! Have you ever been to a stadium and you're hugging people you never saw before? Why? You're excited. There's a t- Something happened. You're jumping up and down. You're hugging people. You're excited. That's Old Testament joy. God did something and you respond accordingly. It's totally different in the New Testament. The New Testament word for joy means you get excited, you shout, you dance, you clap before you see it happen difference between the Old Testament, God did something, we respond with joy. New Testament is characterized by you doing that before you actually experience it and before it actually manifests before your eyes. You say, well, that's crazy. Yeah, that's called crazy faith is what that is. You're crazy enough to believe that God is who he says he is, and he will do what he says he is. He's still a provider. He's still a healer. He's still a deliverer. So I'm going to act like it now. That's the difference between Old Testament joy and New Testament joy. So where's your gauge at tonight? Where is your gauge? Where's your gratitude gauge? Where is your enthusiasm gauge? Where is your anticipation gauge? And you might be sitting here saying, well, it's low. I don't feel a lot of enthusiasm. And just let me say, you don't have to feel it for it to be real. You don't have to feel the word to know it's working. You don't always have to feel it. Now, I like the feelings, but we believe by faith. Our feelings respond accordingly. So, God said, tell you all that it's going to be a joyful 23. That's how you check your gauges. How much enthusiasm? How much anticipation? How much gratitude am I walking in? And then I said, okay, God, let's say that their gauges are low. What do I tell them they need to receive? What do I need to tell them that they need to do? And and I'll be teaching a little bit more of this as we go on here in the next month. But how do you experience a joyful 23. God just told me these three things. He told me these three things, and here's the deal. This is so good, any of you can do this. You do not have to have a uh, a theological degree. You don't have to have been saved for like 45 years. You don't have to have perfect Sunday school attendance. Any of you sitting in this room, any of you watching me on Sunday morning can do what I'm about to tell you. And I'll make you a money back guarantee. If you make sure you position yourself in these three things I'm going to say, you will find out that your gauges will stay full of joy. Even if your crazy neighbor doesn't change. Even if your kids don't change overnight. Even if your spouse doesn't change overnight. Am <laughs> I saying Amen. <laughs> These are three things you and I need to prioritize, right? I'm going to get on with it because we're going to sing here again. First of all, we're going to prioritize the presence of Jesus. Prioritize his presence. I'm just telling you, this year, 2023, the payoff for being in his presence, blocking out some time for him, making some time for him, if you will do that, you will experience authentic, supernatural joy increasing in your life. Now, sometimes I get up here, I study things out, I'll bring you back, and sometimes I just walk up here and say, this is what God told me to tell you. And I'm telling you, this is what God told me to tell you tonight. If you will just make sure you are encountering Jesus on a level that you haven't, 
you will watch supernatural joy increase in your life. You will watch it increase in your life. You want a scripture for that? Check this one out. This is Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in times of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Keep that up there for a second. Isn't that a cool scripture? Guess what's going to happen? Guess what's going to happen? If you're communing with God and you will not give up in a time of trouble, if you will not give up in a challenge, if you will not back down, back off, guess what's going to happen? Number one, hope is going to burst forth in you and there's going to be a supernatural, continuous joy released in your direction. If communion with God, what is that? That's practicing the presence of Jesus. That's just blocking out some time. That's just putting on some worship music. That's just blocking out some time and just saying, I'm going to worship Jesus. I'm just going to hang out in his presence. I'm, I'm going to, uh, my wife used to joke all the time when the kids were little, she would lock the bathroom door. I'm like, what are you doing in there? It's like the only place I can get with Jesus is in the bathroom because of you and those girls. <laughs> if you got young kids, I see moms on, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Hey, whatever it takes. If the difference maker in your life and my life was joy, how many know we'd block out some time? We would find some time. If you have to do it on your commute to work, if you have to lock yourself in the bathroom at work, lock yourself in the bathroom at home, whatever you got to do to just be in the presence of Jesus. Well, Pastor, I think I need counseling. You you, You know what you need? You need to be in the presence of Jesus. I will counsel you, but at some point I will say to you, you need to get a grip. And you need to get a grip on the presence of Jesus. I don't want you to think I wouldn't counsel you. We do it all the time. I'm just saying at some point you're going to hear, you will hear us say, you've got to get with Jesus. That changes everything. It will change your gauges. If you're with Jesus, you know the number one thing that happens? You get full of gratitude. I'm just so grateful. I was in the presence of Jesus. I went in a complainer and I came out a champion. I went in, I was griping, I was moping. I came out full of just, I just had this gratitude for what he's done. And then you have this enthusiasm. You know, not only has God done a lot, I sense him, I sense him, you know, there's something happening in me. I just feel some new passion. I feel some new energy. And then I'm just anticipating. He spoke some things to me. He, I, I believe it for some things. Now I've not, I've got not only gratitude and enthusiasm, but I got some anticipation going forward. And if that lasts you three days, guess where you need to get back on day three? Right back in there. Because you can walk out on day one and have that boss or have that spouse or have that situation or have that. And you're like, oh, I knew it wouldn't last. I knew. No, you need to get right back there. Because guess what? He'll make it last, but you got to keep coming to the well. You got to keep coming to the place in his presence. And if you do, it will spring forth full of hope and continual joy, supernatural joy. Are y'all doing all right? Here's the second thing. Y'all can handle doing three things, right? Y'all can handle doing three things this year. That's not a lot. We can all do three things. I don't know. I'm busy. No, you all can do three things. Everyone in here is capable of just being with Jesus some. And number two, here's the second one. Prioritize his promises. Prioritize not just his presence, but his promises. He said, what's his promise? It's the word of God. 
The Bible is a book of promises that God wrote. The Bible says every promise in the Bible is yes and it's amen. Your deliverance, all you got to do is put your amen to what he said yes to. Is God a delivering God? Come on, put your amen to it. Is God a healer? Put your amen to it. Is God a provider? Put your amen to it. Just let me make it simple this year. Spend your energy lining up your lifestyle with the word of God. Spend your energy this year aligning yourself with what the word of God says and you will experience, guess what, supernatural joy. Actually, a good place to go and start studying is just go to Philippians. People say that's the joy book. Just start reading in Philippians. And every time it says something to you, you just say, mm, amen, I believe it. I will, I will align, even if your situation doesn't look like, I'm going to align my beliefs with what the word of God says. Well, I don't really feel like, now, don't align your feelings, you align your faith. Your feelings will come, but you align your faith. Align your lifestyle with what the word of God says. You want a scripture for that? Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. And look what it says. When your words or your promises came, what'd you do with them? I ate them. I consumed them. I got in alignment with them. I received them. And they were my what? They were my joy and they were my heart's delight. Are y'all still out there? Yeah. Give me a few more moments. Would y'all smile at me like you believe when I'm prophesying to you tonight? Like, eh, I don't know about this guy. He's got velour on. What's going on tonight? <laughs> I'm just telling you what God said, right? Doesn't matter what. You know what? If you just believe what God said, that you... despite what you feel, in spite what you see, in spite what you're hearing, you just keep aligning yourself up with what God said. It will, it will profit you. It will profit you. And you take the words and you say, I'm going to eat them. I'm going to eat the word of God. I'm going to eat them. And your joy and your heart's delight will be full. Say, how's that work? Every time you read something that God promised, you say, mm -hmm, that's for me. I believe it. I'm going to line myself up with that. I'm not going to line my, my attitude. I'm going to line my attitude up with what he said, my belief of what he, I'm going to line it up. I'm going to eat him. I'm going to receive it. I'm going to be full of joy. If you start eating it enough, you will, you will acquire the taste. You will believe and you will receive. Thank you. I'm glad you came tonight. Apparently, um, we could have done this over dinner. I'm prophesying a joyful 23. I'm telling you, prioritize the presence of Jesus. Prioritize the promises of God. And lastly, prioritize his people. Prioritize his people. That's the three things he told me this will keep your joy, your supernatural joy Full. Not your happiness, your supernatural joy. I believe we not only need to practice his presence, we don't only need to practice his promises, we need to practice gathering with the people of God. The trend right now is not to do that. That's an awful trend. That's why Hebrew says, when you see the days approaching, you need to gather more and more and more. Why? He knows we need to be around each other. When you're around the right people, 
If you bring your joy and they bring their joy and she brings her joy and he brings her joy, you can't leave without being full of joy. It's radiating. It's contagious. And if you have a bad day and you get around the right people, guess what happens? Your joy gets stirred. There is supernatural joy in the house of God that you can't get elsewhere. I'm glad we have live stream. I know there are times we need live stream. There are times not everyone can get there, you know, holiday weekends. But there's something that happens in the house of God that does not happen, happen through your smart device. I'm just saying, this year, if you make these three things a priority, you will experience supernatural joy on a level that you have not previously. I prophesy it to you. That's what God told me to tell you. I didn't come up with that. I didn't study that out. I'm just telling you, that's what God told me to tell you. Psalm 122, verse 1. Look what this. It says, I was overjoyed when they said, hey, let's go to the house of God. I was overjoyed. Because here, you know, Hebrews, I just quoted to you that Hebrews says this, um, be there more often. Don't forsake the gathering. Don't forsake. It actually says don't forsake the assembling. That's different than gathering. Sometimes you can just gather and hear each other's complaints. Sometimes you can just gather for a therapy session. But when you start assembling, that's a whole different thing. I fit, you fit, we assemble. We assemble ourselves under the word, in the word, with the word. The Bible says, I was so excited when they said we could go to the house of the Lord. I was overjoyed. Now, don't look at me how you're looking at me. Go back two years ago when they said you couldn't go. It changed people. It, it altered culture. It changed the way people viewed church. Some people have never viewed church the same. They tried to cancel church. They're not done yet. There'll be something new. Don't let them cancel you being able to be. Well, the church is wherever I'm at. Yes, it is. But the Bible is very specific. We need to be under the anointing of God in the house where hope and joy is. Because when you walk out, you will be different. And if you can't make it, by all means, watch the live stream. Go back, watch some services. But I'm telling you, something happens in the house of God that doesn't just happen elsewhere. It'll keep your joy full. Being around people. Because you may have had the worst day of your life and you walk in and you needed to be around someone that was full of joy that night or that day. Amen. Amen. So if we're like, hey, church is Sunday morning, then you, you, then you ought to just go in the mirror and say, I was overjoyed when they announced we got to have New Year's Eve service. I was overjoyed. I was overjoyed. So let me give you something to be joyful about, right? So uh, the next few Sundays, there's, not, there's none in the morning, but the next few Sundays, I, God told me to tell you this. Um, here's my series for the next few weeks, how to have your best year yet. There, there, there are some hurdles. There's some hurdles. We're going to destroy them. We're, we're going to expose them so you can have your best year yet. And, and, and don't do what you just did. Well, but you don't know what I'm going through. You can say that because your life is perfect. No, 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 no. No. If God is for you, if God is with you, 
I'm telling you, it can be your best year yet. So you should be overjoyed. God told him to tell me how I can have my best year yet. I'm going to get there. I'm going to actually, if I can't get there, I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to watch it online. You should be overjoyed about that. It starts next Sunday. And then every Wednesday in January, it's called Nights of Joy. And we're going to have, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what God also told me to tell you. I'm going to keep building on this. There's some things God told me about the anointing of joy. So you just make some time to be here is what I'm saying. And next Sunday, we'll actually from the 8th to the 29th, 21 days of prayer and fasting. 21 days of prayer. And all fasting is, is you set aside something important so you can hear God better. It's not pulling strings to get God to do it. It's just, I got to separate some things so I can hear God. How many want to hear God better? say, what do I fast? Well, it could be food. It could be something else. You get to decide that. That's what's coming up the next few weeks. Second Chronicles 6. Did someone get something good so far? I got it. Can you take a few more scriptures if I read them to you? And then we'll get back here. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 27. Splendor and majesty are before him and strength and joy are where he dwells. In his dwelling place is strength and joy. Did y'all hear that? Strength and joy. Someone write this down. Joy is just your God response to life. That's what joy is. Biblical joy is your God response to life. This is good. Everybody smile. Listen to this. It's our unshakable awareness that we possess the goodness of God. I'm going to say it again. It's our unshakable awareness that we possess the goodness of God. The goodness of God. We possess it. It's an unshakable awareness that we possess the goodness of God. It's our, it's our response to life. Joy is how you and I respond to life right now. How many... If we watch enough TV, if we watch enough news, if we talk to enough people that are down and out, how many know there's a lot to complain about, there's a lot to worry about, there's a lot to challenge us, but how many know if you're in the presence of Jesus, clinging to the promises of God around the right people, guess what you'll be full of? Joy, not junk. A couple more scriptures. Here we go. Psalm chapter five, verse 11. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Anyone taking refuge in him right now? Then you ought to be glad. You're taking refuge in him. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. If you're taking refuge in him, rejoice. Why? He's trustworthy. He's faithful. He's reliable. The rest of the world isn't, but he is. He's not a man that he would lie nor let you down. Romans 15, 13. Look at someone smile. Say, this is about to be good. May the God of all hope fill you with a little bit of joy and a little bit of peace as you trust him. No, what's it say? May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him so that you would overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Hope and joy are partners. If there's anything we need in this world right now, it's a little bit of hope. It's a little bit of enthusiasm. It's a little bit of anticipation for something good. You can anticipate something good's about to happen. Why? Because the goodness of God, the grace of God, is a gift to you. Well, it's bad out there, Pastor. It's bad. There's a lot of stuff that's happened, a lot of things going on, a lot of stuff I've been walking through. Then you can anticipate some good because he's a good God. He's about to do something good. Stay joyful. One more scripture. Can you handle it? Can you handle it? Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. I know you know it. Nehemiah continued, go and celebrate with the feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share the gifts of food with people who have none prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected. Don't be sad. For the joy of the Lord is what? Our strength. What's the context of this verse? Here's the context of this verse. If you go back to Deuteronomy and you go back to the covenant, they were depressed. They were down. They were downtrodden. Why? Because they were guilty of failing God. They were guilty of letting God down. They were guilty of rejecting God. They were guilty of being sidetracked and being derailed and detoured and getting off course. They were dejected and they were down. But Nehemiah said, it's a new season. It's a new moment. Don't wallow in your guilt. Don't wallow in your sadness. Don't wallow in what happened. Don't wallow in what didn't happen. It's a new season. It's a season of joy. And this joy is going to be your sustaining strength. He said, be so joyful. And here's what I'm going to send you home with this assignment. Go home. Look what it says right here. It says, celebrate. Eat you some rich food and some sweet drinks. That's a trip to Chick-fil-A. That's what that is, right? that's, That's God's restaurant. Some sweet tea and some chicken nuggets, right? Whatever it is, God says it's time to celebrate. It's time to party. It's time to anticipate. I'm not preaching you won't have a problem. I'm not preaching you won't have a trial. I am preaching it's time to celebrate. We said, well, I don't know why I'm celebrating. You're celebrating what you're anticipating that God will do. Even if it's not exactly how you wrote it, it's how he wrote it. It's, it ha- it's how he promised he will provide. He will be there. He's in your 23. Get joyful about So joyful, so full of faith, so expectant. You go home tonight and say, I'm going to have me some sweet drinks and I'm going to have me some rich foods. Well, hey, you know what you're doing tonight? We're going to go home and eat, and we're going to watch a silly ball drop, and people are going crazy in New York City. Well, when it drops, you just know the season's dropping. The season's changing. The good thing is you'll remember it tomorrow. They won't. Amen. Amen. Can we stand to our feet? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Can we thank him? Anyone got anything to be grateful about? We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. I love Philippians. It says, rejoice in the Lord. He said, I'll say it again. Rejoice in the Lord at all times. At all times. Rejoice. If tomorrow's rough, rejoice. Rejoice. He's in it. He will get you through. He will take you over. He will provide. He will break through. He will be God. God is for you. God is for you. Even if you walk through a moment where it seems like everything's against you, have joy. Why? Because it doesn't matter what's against you compared to who is for you. He's working in your 23. Amen. Amen. Can we praise him? Father, we worship you. Father, we praise you. Father, we glorify you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Come on, we can praise him a little better than that. We praise you, Father. We rejoice. We, 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 we exalt you. Ha, 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 ha. God, I prophesy joy into their homes. I prophesy joy. God, joy into their workplace, joy into their bodies, joy into their thoughts, joy into their marriages, joy into their situation. We prophesy that joy. Ha, 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 ha. Some of you had a hard time laughing lately. Just let it out. Ha, 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 ha. Ha 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 ha
It means God's, you're pregnant with something that God has for you. That's why it's moving and kicking. That, you've, been, you've been walking like this lately. Oh, Lord. You've been walking like that, but you're getting close. If you've got to waddle to the delivery room, your due season is coming. If you waddle across the line, you're still going to give birth to a promise that God gave you. And when it, when it begins to birth, you may be screaming from, ah! But you're going to get there because God's a good God. God. God's faithful. That's why I came out tonight in my velour jacket to tell you to smile and laugh because it's going to be a joyful 23.